As you are very, very well aware, we are in the midst of uh, our third week of Advent, beginning uh, this evening. And on this third week of Advent, as, as you know, we, we wear the, uh, the rose vestments, we light the rose candle to symbolize what this Mass is all about. That this Mass is actually about rejoicing, and, and this Mass has been named Gaudete Sunday. And it gets that nickname because of the entrance antiphon that we would normally sing or pray at the beginning of Mass, which actually is then repeated in our second reading today that says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. And so that word for rejoicing as is Gaudete, which is not just a rejoice when you're happy, rejoice when you feel like it, rejoice when you can, but it's actually a command from St. Paul, a command from God through St. Paul speaking in our scriptures. And so he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. It's so important for St. Paul that he reminds us twice in one sentence to do it always, to rejoice. What I also find interesting about this second reading, then, as it goes down and it says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. If I were to ask tonight in this congregation to have you close your eyes and raise your hand, if you've never felt any anxiety at all to raise your hand, I'm guessing that there wouldn't be a hand raised. I think what happens in our lives is that we get so caught up in the world, we get so caught up in our day-to-day life, we get so caught up in everything that we have to do that we begin to be filled with anxiety, we begin to be filled uh, with this anxiousness that, that kind of then pervades the entirety of our life. And so what happens when we have all of these things that we have to do and we kind of have this list of all of these things is we begin to take our focus off of Him who matters the most. We forget to we forget to focus on Christ. And a couple examples of this is I think of St. Peter when the when all the apostles are in the boat crossing the crossing the sea and the sea is raging. The the boat is about ready to capsize. And all of a sudden they cry out and Jesus comes walking on the water and he summons Peter to walk on the water to him. And in this scene, we see how Peter is able to walk on the water as he keeps his eyes focused on Christ. And as he keeps his eyes focused on Christ, he's able to walk on water, probably in awe that he's able to do this, but at the same time having his full trust in Jesus. And that very same gospel in the next line says, and then he began to see the seas as they are, as they are beginning to rage. And as soon as he notices the seas, he begins to sink into the water. As soon as he takes his focus off of Jesus, everything begins to fall apart. I think that's the same thing for us in our lives. There's a certain aspect in our lives where we like to grasp and have control of everything in our life. And we like to grasp and control it and manipulate it so that we can make it the way that we want to get it, to shape it and to mold it in the way that we know or what we think is going to make it run and work the best. And we totally forget about God and all of that. We make plans for our life. We make plans for this or that weekend. We make plans for this or that trip. And we never plan time with Jesus in that time. 
And so what happens? Well, humanity happens. Things fall apart. Things don't go as the way that we planned them to go. And then we begin to be filled with anxiety because we aren't getting what we want because we have made this plan or that plan and it's not going according to that. And so we've completely taken our focus off of Jesus. And I think in this season of Advent, the reason the church offers us this Sunday is the reminder to us to stop everything that we are doing. And it's a reminder to us to slow down and to focus on Christ. Because what does it say? Have no anxiety at all. And St. Paul says, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. If we place everything upon our God, that anxiety begins to subside. But right before this, what does he say? He says, the Lord is near. Now, we can take this in one way and say, well, the end of time is coming. Christ is coming again in all of his glory. The world is going to end. That's what St. Paul is referencing in this passage. Or we could see it as being the Lord is present in tabernacles all across the world. He is close to us. He is near to us. If we just make the time to be with him and to go to him. And so do we make that time when we pass by the church? The church is kind of out of the way from most people's work. But do we go out of our way to pass by the church just to stop in for a few moments? Do we make an extra effort at the end or the beginning of our day to stop in to pray and to be with our Lord for a few moments before we go to work or when we come home from work? Do we allow time to take our families even if they're a little bit rambunctious, to stop in for a couple minutes to teach them this love of God and this closeness and these visits to the Blessed Sacrament, this closeness to God, which will bring about, which will bring about the end of our anxiety if we just allow ourselves to be turned over to Him and to keep our focus Completely on him. St. Paul then goes on to say, Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In all of our prayer, we desire to have this peace with God. We desire to remain in this lack of conflict with God. But we also recognize that in our prayer life, there's moments when it's a battle, it's a real struggle for us to actually enter into prayer. One of those battles, I think, is when we come to Mass. It's very easy to be distracted by Mass, in Mass, by the people around us, what someone else is doing. And so it's hard for us to keep focus. It's hard for us to pray and to keep, and to keep our focus in prayer when we have just a list of things that we know that we have to get done. It's not that we shouldn't do those things. But it's a matter of coming back and handing it all over to Christ to allow peace to reign in our hearts. And until we actually fight those little battles in our prayer, we won't win. The other battles that we have to fight in our spiritual life is if we find ourselves that we have this habitual sin that we enter into. If we're not doing anything to battle against that sin, we're going to continue to be distracted in our prayer and in our, and in our life with Christ. We won't have peace. 
as long as we keep falling into that sin. Or if it's been many, many years since our last confession, we won't have any peace if we don't make that effort and humble ourselves and go back to the sacrament of confession. That's where the Lord is near to us. That's where our anxiety will subside. But we have to humble ourselves and go to our Lord. We have to allow him into everything that we do. As we allow everything in the, allow him in everything that we do, then that joy begins to reign in our life. We're meant to be joyful people. We're meant to be Christians who share the faith merely by the joy that we have in our life. The thing about that joy is that sometimes we don't feel that joy. I find myself oftentimes, and I was talking with my sister about this earlier today, there's times when we just wake up and we're just in a grumpy mood for whatever reason. I saw a meme on Facebook today that said, the Grinch didn't hate Christmas, it's just that he didn't like people. I feel like the Grinch a lot of times. It's not that I hate Christmas, it's just that people really drive me nuts sometimes. Even myself. I drive myself nuts sometimes. And it's a wonder that God called me to be a priest. Just think about that. <laughs> Dealing with people all the time. Yeah, he does have a sense of humor. But even in those days when we just don't feel like being happy, we just don't feel good, we just don't feel like there's joy coming from us, what little things can we do in that day to still have joy? To still have peace in Christ. To still not be anxious. We have a choice. We really do. Even when we wake up grumpy and we wake up not feeling good. We still have a choice. We have a choice to treat people with dignity and respect and love. Or we have the choice to treat them poorly. To tear them down. To gossip about them. To just treat, to grumpily deal with them whenever they come into our office. We always have that choice. So it's necessary, even in those times, to give that over to our Lord and say, Lord, I am choosing to be joyful today, even though I have no joy in my heart. And so that rejoicing in the Lord always isn't always that emotion or feeling. As I've said a few months ago, we don't always have feelings that are good. Our feelings can lead us astray. So we don't follow our feelings necessarily. We follow what is true, what is good, and that what is of Christ. To rejoice is of Christ. To rejoice is of God, whether we feel it or not. But we have to make that decision to be joyful or to not be joyful. Sometimes we win that battle. Sometimes we don't. And when we don't, the confessional is right back there where we can start again. That's the beauty of what our Lord does for us. He dies on the cross to allow us to have our sins forgiven, to be rejoined to him. And so on this third Sunday of Advent for these next, these next 13 days until Christmas, let us really contemplate that joy that we are to have. And then as Christmas comes, let us not stop having that joy, but continue to allow that joy to exude from everything that we do. To bring others to know Christ by that love and that joy that we have in Him.